Welcome to the In Vino Fabulum podcast. I'm Patrice. And I'm Laura. We're your co-hosts for the In Vino Fabulum. That means in wine story. We think there are a number of tales to be shared about women and wine. This is a space to offer a narrative and chat about both. It's February of 2019. Patrice, hi. How are you? I'm doing great. How's the new year treating you, Laura? Good. I guess we wanted to skip a month and just move forward with the next 11 months of this year. Yeah, sometimes you need a month before you're ready to say, okay, I'm ready to start the new year. Yeah, I agree. January, organization month. Done. Yeah. I like it. January, anything enlightening come of the new year? Any good intentions that we should share with our listeners? Um, it's not really an intention, but I had an interesting conversation about PJs. All right. So, um, Tell me about it. You may, the, there's, you know, the group called Squad Goals Network, which is a group of, you know, colleagues that we know who are, um, have been working to start kind of a monthly, um, meet and greet, I guess you would call it, you know, we're just, you know, people join in, it's a way to increase your personal learning network and, you know, share challenges, ideas, and, you know, anything that's on your mind. Do they meet online? Sorry, I don't know. I actually, I know who they are, but I don't actually know about it. So they meet online and they have a conversation. So they meet online uh, using Zoom and uh, we can can share the link to it. It's actually, it's on, mostly on Thursday nights um, at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Okay. And the... um, Whoever is kind of, whoever um, has volunteered to be the leader of the month, so to speak, decides how they want to organize it. You know, okay. like what topic they want to discuss, how formal, informal they want the conversation to be. So I attended the first one in January, and a day or two later, somebody posted on Twitter, "Oh, you know, I really wanted to attend, but it was 9 p.m. Eastern time, and that's much too late for me. I was already in bed." So I replied, no problem for me. I was in my PJs, which, of course, (laughs) developed this hashtag SGN for Squad Goals Network PJs. So there was a lot of back and forth about PJs. And I had just ordered a new pair of L.L. Bean flannel pajamas. And so when they arrived, you have to stay warm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When they arrived in the mail, you know, I snapped a picture, you know, shared it. So anyway, this conversation started on Friday and continued all the way through Sunday and led to just a really interesting conversation about how we're judged by the clothing we wear. And, you know, if um, a man, a white man wore, wore PJs to class, that might be perceived differently than if somebody else wore PJs and how... The, you know, the clothes that we wear are really a reflection to ourselves. So I just found it interesting that something, you know, it made me almost think of like a class assignment, right? How something like so simple that a class discussion <laughs> really led to this really like interesting conversation and people were sharing links and doing like research on like how PJs were started Um, and, you know, sharing articles about, you know, clothing and how we're judged by our clothing. So it was great. It was really interesting. And I, um, actually just, just posted tonight that it's laundry night so that my PJs are fresh and ready for the next session. 
<laughs> That's really funny. Uh, I actually was criticizing, not criticizing, maybe I was, judging out loud of the movement of athleisure wear. So we were getting breakfast mm-hmm. tacos this morning at Torchy's. It's a Texas favorite taco place. Um, order off the secret menu if you go to Torchy's. Ask for it. And uh, I was sitting there watching this, like, couple um, walk and leave at, like, leave that are in, like, one's in yoga pants and one under these track pants. But they weren't, like, running or going somewhere. They were just, like, that's their clothing now. So, I don't know. Does it matter if you wear pajamas or not when you're on a call? Because people are wearing whatever they want in the general public. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And although it didn't, it did come up, I think, at some point also that, of course, if you are um, working at a distance or, you know, for example, like you teach online, you could be in your PJs all day. Don't judge no me. No one would ever know. Don't judge me. Yeah, judge no. I'm mm-hmm. sometimes in my running clothes, in fairness, and or yoga clothes. But, uh, no, it, it's true. You have some privileges. And it's funny. I've never felt confined um did you in like back in the day when you're in university college uh, not have some trends like people would wear plaid pants all the time and we had this starting trend of wearing hospital pants scrubs so like people get scrubs from the hospital and that was something that people wore in canada so all the time i tried to convince my mom to steal because she was a nurse but she's too honest but her friend did for me so i had a pair of green scrubs uh our hospital scrubs a blue pair and a company came out called mod robes that started creating them with a little belt clip because people started wearing more like pajama or like kind of like lighter pants and that's essentially what we wore most of the time um and I can't criticize now my students for wearing their Uggs and running shorts to class because it's the same kind of unprofessional look. It just looks different. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting. When I um, when I taught, um, you know, my previous position, I, I I was one of those people that worked at a distance and worked online, and occasionally, you know, I would have to go to the office for a meeting or there might be a conference or something. And I was always somebody that, you know, like to wear a dress or something, you know, kind of like on the stylish side, I guess you would say. Listeners, Patrice and, is funky. Okay. She wears some really <laughs> rad clothes. So just, just go with that. So she's not wearing um, like a tight, like a dress with a suit. out. She's wearing something funky as a dress. It, yes. So, yeah. And, and I was, you know, I do remember people judging that. And I think at the time hmm. I didn't realize that professors have a, you know, a reputation for a certain like casual look, right? Like they're supposed mm. to show up like scruffy or in the shorts and flip flops or, you know, that kind of thing. And I was kind of going against, against the grain, so to speak. But you know, that's me. I guess it depends on your discipline and domain and um, also like where you are. So I got like looked at funny at, I was in Canada um, and I had this suit that had shorts with it. And someone's like, is she wearing shorts? I go, yeah, I have heels on with long shorts and a jacket. It was like a suit outfit. Someone's like, well, she, she's wearing shorts. She can't be doing that. And I was like, it's professional. And it was not a big deal in Europe. But they came back to Canada and they're like, what is did it? There's whispers, and I don't personally care. But uh, a friend of mine that just liked my clothes, like uh, some of the ladies are talking. I was like, I don't care. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, I think it matters the culture of where you work too. So if you're in business, are you dressing a certain way versus an engineer versus a arts media 
therapist, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's, it's profession. It's also uh, geography. When I lived in Ithaca, I learned to embrace uh, um, my Burks. And while prior to living in Ithaca, I would never have dreamed of wearing Burks every day and with pretty much any dress or outfit that I had, um, I learned to really love them and wear them. They're great for your feet. Your your podiatrist dress would be like, good for you. Don't wear flip-flops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's really funny. Um, Well, thanks for sharing about the squad. uh, Is it the squad goals network? And we'll post about the squad goals network and the hashtag pajamas. Uh, I like pajama wear. It's just chill to hang out in, especially if it's like on the weekend or in the evening. Give your clothes a rest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, And a a highlight, but also just something that reinforces um, our, you know, lack of maybe privacy. I did post a picture of my new L.L. Bean pajamas. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't tag L.L. Bean anywhere in my post, but you could see the L.L. Bean tag in the photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And L.L. Bean retweeted it. Welcome to surveillance capitalism, Patrice. Right? Uh, I actually just heard about a book, so this reminds me. So um, I I was listening to IRL podcast in real life. It's this season three is hosted by Manoush Zamarodi, formerly of mm-hmm. um, NYC's Note to Self. She's the host of this, um, and she interviewed uh, a woman who wrote the book, and I literally just saved it because I hope to get it soon. Um, I'm gonna pull it up here, my Goodreads. Uh, off what's her name? Uh, but it's around the age of surveillance ca- capitalism, and they're just talking about how, yeah, brands will track to you. Um, and this is maybe because it's my interest of what I'm reading, like the reputation economy is what I just read by um, uh, one of the founders of reputation.com. So essentially, mm-hmm. uh, they recommend um, for this, she interviewed her name, is she's a scholar, an academic, that said a lot of these platforms aren't really caring about selling your uh, rights. And um, this is by Shoshana Zuboff, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, A Fight for Human Future, The New Frontier of Power, saying we're letting these platforms and corporations do as they will, and they have these crawlers and ways they can take and pull data. So you're right, you never even uh, post anything, but they can creep your photos for a tag or a label or a something. And... I know. It's starting to freak me out, Patrice. Uh, it is. It is. Even, you know, uh, like you'll be literally having a conversation with somebody about something and then something related to that will show up in your Facebook feed. And you're like, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think reply all had that is Facebook listening to you or is your phone listening to you? And I'm like, I don't know. Turn off your voice. That's my pro tip is go to your settings and turn off your voice. And you can only use it as in-app features, so nothing's listening to you, just in case. You yeah. Know. Um, I'm, Sounds a good idea. My intention of this year, there's a few things, but related to this topic, since you brought up LL Bean, um, I'm kind of going through a digital audit of what I'm doing with online. And that's everything, not just social media, but what accounts are out there, what apps have I signed up for, where did I go and log into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'm going to share a blog post in the coming weeks, but it's 
kind of like a digital audit of where I am and then time to sunset some of those and get rid of them and log off. And with the new uh, GDPR over in Europe, thank you, um, they have mm-hmm. this uh, new thing called uh, deceit.me, so deceit me, uh, that you could s- log into your email account. And this isn't just unrolling from stuff in your email. Like you can do the unroll me. It's unroll.me. But deceit me is take my data out of your platform or why am I in this? Or you could search kind of through the different email accounts you may have signed up with or forgot you signed up with and uh, do, mm. a, do a request for removing of data. So I started this two weeks ago in uh, mid-January. I'm still working on it and still getting emails and people confirming or taking my stuff off the platform or saying I'm not there or having to fill out a form to do so. So that's why I haven't blogged about it yet because it's still ongoing. <laughs> it's going to take a while. But, uh, yeah, we're, we, we're all over the digital realm. And I'm, I'm okay with that. My data is out there, and once it's out there, it's out there. But I, I want to know, can I take some of the space back and not be there if I'm not using it or I'm not using an app mm-hmm. or software? And, yeah, so that's what I'm working on. It's exciting, I know. It's no pajamas, but... You'll have to you have you'll have to keep me posted. Maybe I'll maybe that'll be one of my uh future endeavors in twenty nineteen. <laughs> it takes a while, yeah. Um I'll put a link up to uh, at least the blog post where I got that from and the IRL podcast. Um, it's funny to try to get yourself out of some of these spaces. Um there's someone on there that talked about leaving getting out of Google in general, all Google stuff and uh mm-hmm. That, that that took him about a year process, so I'll, I'll include those in the show notes so for wow. this episode. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, we have some things coming up. I know that Patrice and I are going to be interviewing folks, um, and so we'd love to talk to you if you have a story, something you're passionate about, you're working on. Hey, you're into wine. We're into that as well. You're not. You're into a story. We're into that. Let us know. We'd love to interview you because I know that we're going to be meeting and chatting with um, some women and women who identify as women and non-binary folks in the coming year. So we'd love to maybe have you as a guest. I don't know. Patrice, what else should we tell them? What's ahead? Um, you have any trips coming up? Trips coming up? I don't yet, but we'd be, I'd be into meeting up. You and I have talked about this before. Uh, we've threatened mm-hmm. some wineries of our presence. Maybe we should do that this year for fun. I think that would be good to have that on the list. And okay. I think it would be really awesome if we live, um, we did a, a recording or live session from a winery or many wineries. Yeah, I'd, I'd not be opposed to that. Also, we'll, we'll take a sponsor if a winery wants to help us out. Um, yeah, so we're going to have some more podcasts. We'll have some more short pods episodes like this and uh we'll have some uh, maybe longer ones 30 to 45 minute interviews is kind of what we're going to aim for this year and maybe we'll spring back our wine education and see if we can get our learn on before we visit a winery mm-hmm. so what do you want to hear about yes and if there is a wine topic you've been wondering about or you have a question about wine or you just have a funny wine story uh, please, please let us know and we will uh, chat about it. Yeah, you can email us at invinofabulum at gmail.com. When you email, you can send us an email, a picture, a voice note if you want to as well. And we, we'd love to hear you. You can also find us still on some platforms like Twitter at invinofab and mm-hmm. on Instagram. Same thing, invinofab. So we look forward to uh, 
hearing from you and talking with you all soon. Cheers. Cheers. Find us on Twitter at or on the hashtag InVinoFab. And we'll always welcome love or messages by email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.